in the final home stretch of our breaking free uh, capital campaign I want to show you a video uh, and I want to thank Larry Watson and Trish Karmer who worked together to produce this video uh, along with some of the folks you're going to see on the video um, and then after that uh, Kevin's going to come and share some thoughts with you as one of the leaders of our capital campaign Strength, strength to 
the fields and scatter the good seed on the land. But it is fed and watered by God's almighty hand. He sends the snow in winter, the warmth to swell the grain, the breezes and the sunshine, and soft refreshing Anything. You personally know what debt can do and how it can be so crippling. But once you break free from your debt, you can uh, do things that you really want to do. Once our church breaks free of our debt, we will be able to do more with our giving. We are strapped. We are crippled by an $11,000 plus mortgage payment every month. If we had that debt eliminated, imagine the possibilities that we could have in mission giving, in new programs, and repairing our existing facilities. Help our church break free of this debt so that we can give more of our abilities to whatever is needed in our community and in our world. Prayerfully consider what you will be able to give and come prepared to make your commitment on May 20th. Thank you. Well, good morning. Uh, Roger announced me as being one of the leaders of the uh, capital campaign. I guess I am, but I'm not here as a leader of the capital campaign. I'm here as just another church member that uh, God has blessed. Um, Eight year, or ten years ago, um, I stood up in front of the church and talked about um, sacrifice and commitment. And uh, uh, we were uh, looking at buying a new tractor. All of our tractors, I'm a farmer, so tractors are very important to us. And uh, um, all of our tractors, we had a 20 year average on our tractors. And uh, with that, that, that's pretty old. And uh, we were wanting to trade tractors, but we decided instead of trading tractors, we were going to give that money to the original capital campaign. And I think I made a comment like, let's just hope we don't have any major breakdowns for the next three years. Well, I kind of jinxed myself. Um, we'd run for a couple days and within an hour, both of our big tractors went down with major issues. One had an engine issue and the other one, transmission uh, went out. But why I tell you that is not that you feel sorry for me, but it's what God did. Uh, about just a few minutes after the second tractor broke down, David Wilson, you, you guys probably don't know him from Caterpillar, pulled in the driveway and he says, I've got a tractor down the road um, that we're taking out on demos to give you a day demo on it. Would you be interested? Oh, yes. So we told him then what had happened to our, our tractors. He said, I tell you what, uh, I'll lease you this tractor. I can let you ha have it for 50 hours at $100 an hour, um, which, which was a fair deal. Plus, most of the time, they require a 100-hour minimum. So we did that. So they brought the tractor down to us and we hooked it on and started running with the one tractor. 
The next day he pulls in and says, uh, Caterpillar built a bunch of tractors. They have them in Atlanta, Georgia, and we're trying to get them out in the, on the, in the country. And uh, if you will, if you want, you can lease this tractor for $11,500 a year for a three-year lease. And uh, that, so I called around and, and John Deere wanted like 225, 22,500. I think Case was 19, 20,000. Uh, so it was an excellent deal. So we got that tractor for three years. Um, so even though we had some major issues, uh, we committed to uh, funding this church with that. And God came through. Um, have you ever heard that you're not supposed to test God? Has anybody ever heard that? Heard that? Do you know there's a place in Scripture that says that God asks you to test him? Does anybody know that? Where is that besides Roger? Can anybody tell me where that is in the Bible? It is in Malachi. Malachi 310. Uh, God's having an issue with the uh, the Israelites uh, giving a tithe or giving him um, his tithe. And he says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room to store it. So I've kind of hung on to that scripture a little bit after what happened to me 10 years ago. And with that, um, I want to challenge you that whatever you prayerfully consider, truly prayerfully consider, and what God's asking you to do, God will not let you go broke. Um, Kim and I are stepping out this time. Um, we're we're going over and above what we what we even did before, and what we can do. Um, <coughs> uh, so there's something else, um, but we uh, um, my pledge to the church, my annual uh, giving, uh, half of it has been for a building fund, and half of it has been for the general fund. We're actually raising our general fund raising our uh, annual pledge to the church also. And then we're also, like I say, increasing uh, what we're giving to the capital campaign. Uh, God, uh, um, um, I've lost it, so apparently it doesn't make any, make any difference. But, but I would really have you prayerfully consider what God is, is going to um, ask of you for the church and... Uh, even though it seems like it might be a lot of money, um, go, go with that because God will bless you. Uh, he will open the storehouses. Um, our, our tractors now, we have an average age of our tractors of about five years. Um, we have increased uh, our acreage by 20%. Uh, so as I say, uh, God, is, God has uh, blessed us. Um, and he will bless you too. He says so in, his, in the scripture. I, I just read it to you. Um, so put God on the test. Uh, allow him to work through you and, and see where that, uh, that leads you. Thank you. God bless.
I wanted him to share that with you because I don't think a lot of people really believe that God will outgive them. You know, when God says, put me to the test, he means it. And the people of Israel had to discover that. That you can't outgive God. You just can't. Um, and there are, there are several other people who could get up and testify to the same thing here. That when we step out in faith and are giving to the Lord, He responds in a big way. Um, a couple weeks ago, I shared with you what I called God's plan for stewardship. It was the way they funded the temple. The very first capital campaign ever conducted in ancient Israel. And we went through the process that David committed his resources first, and Sue and I followed the pattern. We turned in our commitment card first. Then he called upon the leaders of the church and said, now I need you to respond. And they did. And then finally they turned to the people and said, now that we have stepped out in faith and set an example for you, we're asking you to follow us. And that's the same pattern we're using here. Um, a couple weeks ago, we had what we called an advanced commitment gathering, and we met with our leaders, and over 30 of them showed up. And we challenged them to make their commitments uh, by today so that uh, we could follow that pattern of example. We've had some other people in the church who have been willing to step up in big ways and say, we'll make our commitment first to encourage and inspire others to do so. And I want you to know of that $600,000 goal, which seems enormous, before we ever get to the general congregation making their commitments, we have $422,000 committed already. I mean, that's huge. That's, that's over two-thirds of our way to our goal before we even get to Commitment Sunday. Uh, God is truly blessing this effort. So I hope you will make every effort to be here on May 20th. And if you can't, please turn your card in early so that we can have it here to dedicate it to the Lord that day. I want to share just one verse of Scripture with you and just a few thoughts. I told Kevin, as long as I get one minute more than you do, I'm happy. So, so I'll, I'll get my minute more here. Um, 2 Corinthians 8, 7. It says, But just as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in your love for us, see that you also excel in the grace of of giving. Now the first thing that caught me uh, about that verse is the use of the word excel. Striving for excellence. You know, it seems like in our world today, there's an awful lot of people who are happy just to get by. Just to meet the minimum requirement. Just to do what you have to do in your job or at school or in your relationships. What is the least I have to do to make this work? But when it comes to the Christian life, God will not accept 
minimum requirement, Christianity. He challenges us to excel. To excel means to surpass the ordinary. It means to exceed the average. Not to settle for what is the least I can do. I had this conversation with somebody in my office. They came to me and they said, you know, I'm trying to be a Christian. I'm not sure how good I'm doing. What, what is like the, the least required things I have to do? Like if I show up for church once or twice a month, if I, if I read a few Bible verses, if I, if I pray now and then, if I maybe throw a little money in the offering plate, is that, is that, is that going to do it? <laughs> I laughed at him. And I said, you're asking the wrong question. The question is not what is the least I can do in my service to Christ. The question needs to be how much can I do? For Christ. Did God give us minimum requirement love and grace? No. He took it to the next level when he sent his own son Jesus Christ to die for us on the cross. He excelled in his love for us. And he asked the same of us. Now let's look at that list of things we're supposed to excel in. We're supposed to excel in faith. He doesn't want you just to barely believe. He doesn't want you just to believe like the big things and, and not the smaller things. He doesn't want you to believe most of his word, but not all of his word. He wants you to excel in faith. He wants you to excel in speech. That doesn't mean you're a good public speaker, nor does it mean that you excel by talking a lot. When he says to excel in your speech, he means let the words that come out of your mouth be uplifting and edifying and encouraging of others. Speak well when you speak. Speak words of faith and of life to those around you who are hurting that's how you excel in speech. He wants us to excel in knowledge. He doesn't want us just to hit the highlights. You may remember when we were in, in school, and I don't know if they even still do this anymore. They used to have this thing called cliff notes, where if you didn't want to read like War and Peace, <laughs> this massive book, you could read the cliff notes uh, and kind of get the gist of what the story's about and maybe bluff your way through a book report on, on, the, on the book without having to actually read the thing. Well, there are, there are no cliff notes to the Bible. Well, there's a lot of books out there that can give you some biblical knowledge. But if you want to know what God's Word says, you just have to sit down and read it. That's what Michael Jackson said, wasn't it? Just read it. Just read it. Isn't that what he said? Is that what he said? Or am I, I don't know. Or was it just eat it? Uh, uh, was it food? I don't know. If you want to know God's word, you just got to read it. You got to excel in knowledge. Excel in earnestness. We don't say earnestness much. For one thing, it's a weird word to say. 
to be earnest, to be sincere, to be devoted, to be dedicated. Don't just give the Lord half of your devotion. He wants it all. And then to excel in love. You know, the Bible sets a pretty high standard, doesn't it? You need to love the Lord your God, the Bible says, with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength, and your neighbor as yourself. That's excelling in love. I don't give God just a little bit of me. I don't love him with just part of me. I say I'm all in. I'm yours. I'm completely and wholly surrendered to you and to your will and to your purpose in my life. I love you, Lord. We sang that earlier, didn't we? Singing, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Do we really? Or was it just a song that was on the screen? Excel in love. And then the very last thing, he says to excel in the grace of giving. Now, I don't think there's another place in the Bible that links those two words together, grace and giving. So that made me pause. That made me think about it. Why would he say it that way? Excel in the grace of giving. Grace is God's unmerited favor. Grace is God giving us above and beyond what we deserve. Grace is being generous with your love and forgiveness. So when he says to excel in the grace of giving, he said, I want you to give not just what's easy, not just what's comfortable, but I want you to give truly out of your heart, out of your love and your devotion and your faith. As we excel in all these other things, they lead to the last one. You will not excel in the grace of giving if you don't excel in these other things. You just won't. They come first. And so the challenge before us is not just to let this become about money. If the only thing that comes out of the Breaking Free Capital campaign is we have $600,000 to help pay down this debt on our building, I am going to be extremely disappointed. Because that's not the most important thing that needs to happen here. We do need the money. We can use the money. But, more than that, we want you to grow in faith, in love, in devotion. Those things he wants you to excel in, we want you to grow in those things. And then the giving becomes the end result of that but not the main purpose. We want you to grow as God's people more than we want you to give money. And I hope you will accept that challenge. Many of you have already given, and we say thank you. May 20th, we hope you'll be here as we bring this all to a close.
Let us pray. Father, I am grateful that you are a God who excels in all that you do, in all that you are, in all that you give to us. You never settle for anything, but you excel in everything. And you have called us to be people of excellence. You want us to excel in living a life that honors you, that expresses our gratitude for the sacrifice of your son Jesus, and that makes a difference in this world by fulfilling your purpose. That is your challenge to us, and that is our prayer to you. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. You can't excel in something you don't have. If I, when I was growing up, I had an idea at one time that I was going to be a great athlete. I was. I watched them on TV and I said, I'm going to be like that. I'm going to excel as a basketball player, let's say. The problem is, I wasn't good enough to make the basketball team. And it's hard to excel at something when you're not on it. When you don't have it. The same is true here. Nothing that we've said here today will mean a thing if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. The good news is you always make the team. <laughs> and the even better news is that once you're on his team, he will help you to excel in your life. So if you're here this morning and don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we don't want you to walk out of here the same way you walked in. We want to give you an opportunity to change that. During this time of invitation, it would be my privilege, my joy to receive you, to pray with you, to lead you in what we call a confession of faith. It's simply a statement that says, I believe in Jesus and I accept him as my Lord and Savior. We'll plan for your baptism. We'll put your feet on the path of being a follower of Jesus Christ so you can begin to excel in him. I invite you to come. As we stand together, we're going to sing hymn number 323.